You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. You know, there's nothing that reporters and journalists like more than anniversaries. It's one of the things that fuels newsrooms across the country. And we have an important one coming up here in Detroit, the one-year anniversary of the city exiting the largest municipal bankruptcy in history. Lots of news organizations around town are preparing for this anniversary, talking about what has happened in the last year, what will happen in the next year. And joining me now to talk about what we're doing here at WDET is news director Jerome Vaughn and reporter Sandra Swoboda of the Detroit Journalism Collective and WDET. Both of you, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Good to be with you. Yeah, so uh, it, it is hard to believe that it's only been a year in some in some ways it does seem to me longer ago that the bankruptcy actually uh, took place uh, tell me about what we're preparing here at WDET as a way to to evaluate what happened and what's going to happen and and I really want you to focus on the balance between what's good here what has been positive uh, in this last year after the bankruptcy and what still remains I think there's, there's everyone in the city understands that there is so much more work still to do. I think we're going to go a full hour on that, Stephen. <laughs> we're going to extend the show. That's right. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we have a month to do this. We launched uh, today, Next Chapter Detroit, which was the site that the Detroit Journalism Cooperative uh, used during the trial and all the developments during the case last year. Relaunched this morning with a new format. Uh, you can still reach through the archives all the coverage from last year. So if you're looking to search something, it's there and all the developments. But looking forward, uh, for the next four weeks, WDET with our partners in the Detroit Journalism Cooperative are going to be looking at four major themes of the bankruptcy and what's happened since then, with well, the effects of the bankruptcy on the city, which is, of course, the most important part of it. Sure. So we launched this week with a look at the city in general, what's changed for the city, and, and more of a global overview. Yeah. And, and Jerome Vaughn, uh, the idea here is, of course, to get Detroiters talking and thinking about what their city looks like now the after a year after this monumental news event. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think uh, it, it is something that we have been consumed with, talking about for the last uh, more than a year as, as media, as reporters. Um, I think citizens uh, had different levels of concerns and even fear as the process was going on of, you know, what was this going to mean to uh, people with pensions? What was this going to mean to police service? What was this going to mean to uh, garbage collection? And so what we've done is we tried to take a look at um, how, how people are feeling now about it, uh, what it's been like like for them over the past year and uh, to, to really gauge. And, and it hasn't been easy. I mean, as, as, as you well know, uh, people living in, um, you know, uh, Rosedale Park have a different experience than uh, people who live, uh, say, in Osborne in sure. how they are dealing with the bankruptcy. And so we're trying to get at some of those things. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and I am talking with uh, WDET News Director Jerome Vaughn and WDET Sandra Soboda about the one-year anniversary of Detroit exiting bankruptcy. Uh, if you want to join us uh, for this discussion, um, 
tell us, have you seen any differences in Detroit in the past year? What is different in your neighborhood post-bankruptcy or what is not different? What are the things that you expected that might happen that haven't shown up? Uh, and what are the things that you expect might be different going forward? Uh, the number to join that conversation is 313-577-1019, 313-577-1019. What is the effect of bankruptcy on your neighborhood, your part of this city. Uh, Jerome and Sandra, there is an event that we're going to have here at WDET in about a month to talk about all of these things, but we will also have Detroiters themselves there to, to join in and tell us. You're right, Stephen. It's exactly a month from today. I hope it's on your calendar because you're a big part of it as well. <laughs> I'll be there. We, we have secured Governor Snyder, retired Judge Stephen Rhodes, who presided over the case, of course. Mayor Mike Duggan have all promised to come. We will have journalists from the Detroit Journalism Cooperative interviewing them on stage. We'll be recording it, um, live audience. And we're also having uh, a group of community advocates coming in to talk about what life's been like in their neighborhoods. And we're having some special youth poetry that that's been developed um, in the Detroit Public Schools, specifically about the effects of the case. Yeah. Uh, what Do you hear from Detroiters a frustration about the pace or the substance of changes since bankruptcy, either of you? I, I think it depends, again, on, on uh, where I am. I mean, I, I think um, there are folks who are, are really worried about their pensions and how they're going to survive with their pensions not being what they were expected to be. I think there are um, feelings of betrayal as well because uh, those retirees are not getting what they were promised. And then I think there are folks who uh, in their neighborhoods may say, I, I really haven't felt the effect of uh, the bankruptcy. I expected to um, you know, feel some pain because of it and actually haven't felt any pain. But I think the last word in that phrase might be, I haven't felt any pain yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and there is still, again, people, I think, just waiting to see. A year is not a long time to, to, to figure out what the effects are. I mean, most of the effects of the bankruptcy, frankly, are contained in City Hall, where the balance sheet is a lot easier to manage, where there's a little more room to negotiate better services or more, more money for better services. But if you live uh, at 7 and Gratiot, for instance, there was nothing specific in the bankruptcy that was going to fix the problems over there. Well, I think what we saw last year during the case especially is that what the, the conditions that led to the bankruptcy, everybody in the city who lives or works or even visits, frankly, saw why it happened. You saw the decline of city services. You saw the disinvestment in the city. You saw the blight. All of the symbols of the causes of the bankruptcy were readily apparent for years and years and years. And so since the case, the city's sort of settled in in the administration. I've asked several officials, like, how much does the bankruptcy case play into what you do every day? Some of them will, you know, how much do you feel it? How much discussion is there? And some will tell you, depending on where they work, that uh, not at all. And some will say, well, like that's the finances we're working under. If that's the budget and those are the conditions, um, that's the plan of adjustment that they need to be following. Yeah. And um, I think one place you do really hear more about it or, or that hasn't felt a lot of improvement since then is in public safety. And we'll be having more coverage this week from our partners at Bridge Magazine. Sure. Uh, let's go to the phones. Queasy in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit Today. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hi. Yeah, one of the big issues that I have is like when our police chief first came into office, I mean, he showed some very nice visual, um, 
visceral achievements like busting how, busting uh, large drug operations and things like that. But now it's like, you know, I call into my precinct captain and I don't even get a call back. You know, there's no accountability for things not getting done in your in your area. Um, and it's just, you know, public safety is supposed to be one of the biggest achievements of our bankruptcy. Right. But, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not as you would have expected. So, so Queasy, let me ask you this. Uh, if you live in the city, you live in one of the seven districts, the seven council districts that were created before the bankruptcy. So you now have a council person who is supposed to be responsive just to your needs and just to your, your area of the city. The mayor's office also has district managers now assigned to each of those districts who are supposed to be paying attention. Have you found that, that your frustrations with public safety are finding uh, sympathetic ears either on the council or in the mayor's office? Well, here's my issue. Um, I can, you know, I think my... Um, the people I deal with over at Bustle are encouraged. They're really, really great. Uh-huh. Um, and that's however, the, at Bustle is where the district manager's office is right. in, in that district. But, yeah. but before, you know, James Craig set up a, a, a process to where you're supposed to have police captains a part that, that's assigned to your area. And those police captains were supposed to be responsible for everything that goes on. And you can actually call them and talk to them about certain things. My uh, police, my um, police ca- um, captain in my area, I- I've called her several times. I mean, I just got tired of calling her um, because she don't call back, and there's no accountability at all. Yeah. I mean, you can't call anyone and say, "Hey, she's not doing her job." Right. No, you know, thank you. you. Call into the precinct; they just simply, you know, put send you elsewhere. Right. Now, thank you very much for that call, uh, Kwesi. Uh, Sandra and Jerome, these are the kind of things that you hear if you go out and talk to people in the streets that, that there is just a, there is still a level of frustration, I think, and that was Kwesi's word, with the way that services are delivered. Sure. And I don't want to give too much away because we, Bridge Magazine has a big piece coming tomorrow looking yes. specifically at the police department, but they are actually down in numbers. I've uh, heard officials say this. They're actually down in numbers since the beginning of the bankruptcy. So struggling hard to get officers through the academy and on the streets at a faster rate than officers are retiring. And they're down in numbers now for different reasons exactly. than they were before the bankruptcy. Exactly. It is it is about finding qualified candidates, getting them through the academy and getting them onto the job. It's also about attracting people who even want to do that job. Right. right. The pay is still significantly less than in the suburbs, but it's also about keeping the ones they have, you know, the attrition. People are, are looking, officers um, throughout the department are looking at the cuts that were made, not so much to their pensions, but cost of living allowances and health care is the big one. That's where the retirees are really, really feeling it. And so, you know, younger officers looking at that thinking, I can go to another department. I need to do this. Right. Yeah. Make more money, be more secure in my health care, and they're leaving at a, at a high rate. And, and I would just add that the rest of the country knows where Detroit is, and that's why regularly recruiters are coming and taking Detroit officers picking them off, uh, sure. to go to other places. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Jerome Vaughn and Sandra Swoboda, thank you for being here on Detroit Today. Mark your calendars for December 9th, the WDET event uh, to commemorate the one-year exit of the municipal bankruptcy in Detroit. It's going to do it for us on Detroit Today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State. Public Radio Station. I'll see you tomorrow.